This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. How you doing, man? I'm good. Nice How are you? Good. You sound suspicious. <laughs> I'm good. Why? Why do you ask? Who wants to know? Hi, Neil Brennan here. You're watching the Blocks podcast. My guest today is a guy I met once on an elevator. Foxlot. Yes. And uh, I'm a longtime admirer of, uh, I'm fascinated by you. I follow you on social media. His name is Gary Owen. He's the, you may know him as the white dude who hosted Comic View in the 2000s. I used to host a television show on BET that's black entertainment television. I ain't black. I ain't black. Uh, you may know him. Some of you may know me. From uh, the uh, Kevin Hart franchise, Think Like a Man. <laughs> and his white boy shit. We love breasts. You're not even white, Bennett. You're clear. And, yeah. And uh, ride along. Whoa! Don't you talk. Hey. Keep your clothes on. They took everything else. Keep Might your clothes well take on. My clothes. Hey. Ride along, of course. What else? Back on the strip. Kevin's in that one too. Oh, great! That's our fourth movie together. Fantastic. He's never put me in anything. Hey, Neil, you can earn three percent at drugstores, buddy. I'm right here. Why are you yelling? Yeah. Well, he's um, just a guest, and he he does like a surprise, like. Yeah, but he could have put me in some stuff. He could have. The the what a man. But I wasn't I really. I told him too. No, I know. And he was like, I can only do one white at a time. Yeah. Well, the, and the funny, the movie is about a bunch of black strippers. Being white is so boring. And I'm the one white stripper amongst all the black strippers. Fantastic. That's probably why I didn't call. How, no, now you're now you're treading on. <laughs> now you're going too far, main man. Uh, main man, Gary. What's happening with you? What do you, what do you, all? Here's what I know about you. I know that you've been a comedian for thirty years. Probably. Uh, not that long. Probably 25. 25. And you were, you had a very public divorce. Yeah. And you're on the road. You're doing crowd work. Every time I see you, you're doing crowd work and maybe Cincinnati. What's Kevin Hart like? Black. Short. <laughs> I'm not doing crowd work in Cincinnati. I'm doing crowd work, but I... I, I'm, and I don't even live there anymore, but every time I go home, it's like, I feel like I'm representing. So I'm always like, back home. I just yeah. love my city. You know? Okay, great. I don't care about city pride. Yeah. It's just a thing about me. I don't think that people should have pride in where they're from. I think it's just an, I think it's just luck. I don't think it's, it would be like if I was repping for earth in space. Like, I'm from earth. I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. Mine's more sports oriented. So okay, it's not like that's fine. The city is. And you know famous. all the guys and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But you don't like the infrastructure. You don't think like the bridges here are especially. No, no, it's not nothing about that. The, our highways are fantastic. No, no, it's not nothing like that. All right. You're angry at biological father. Tell me oh, about Christ. that. I feel like you don't remember what your blocks are, which is fine with me. But I do. I just didn't know the order. Well, yeah, I, that's number. I moved it up. I skipped one. Tell I don't know. You grew up poor, right? Yeah, trailer park. Trailer park and in like a mostly white neighborhood, mostly black neighborhood. Well, in the beginning we were in a me and my mom was in apartments. We were kind of sticking to moving all over. And then end of fifth grade, we moved into a trailer. And I was there till I left home. So from like 10 to 17, I was in a trailer park. As bad as one would imagine? Or is are there upsides to it? Not really. I mean, if you're gonna be a comedian, there is. Right, but is it every day go, this sucks? Walk yeah, up you the are steps. not. This sucks. You're not. Come in, see how na- this sucks. No, you don't want. This way sucks. That way sucks. <laughs> well, when you pulled in, it was called Island Lake Mobile Community. So when you pull into our, I like how they park, try to cl- make it like a grandiose name. Yeah, Island Lake. And there was a island. There was a lake, and it was an island. But you're not getting in that water, and right? you're not even on the island. So it's like, what do you? What do yeah, you? Yeah, there, there's nothing about? on the island. It's just like I don't know. Some, it's like dirt, a pile of dirt, it, right in the middle. Of water. If you make a right. It's the family section. Okay. If you make a left, it's the adult section. I like what I'm hearing. If you make a left, swingers wise, go right? Ahead. If you make a left, it's it. It wasn't that bad. It was like people like, oh, okay. That's the adult section. Yeah, the adult, and we never 
went to the adult section. Like you weren't even supposed to ride your bikes because it wasn't a huge trailer park. I'm but we knew like you the, don't go. Like the Greg Brady, like the seventies adult section when you'd go into the adult section of Video Star. Was it like that with the beads? Kinda. It was just it wasn't as bad. Okay. In your mind, you're going. You thought you thought they had made it in life, the adult section. Interesting. Because they would have flowers in front of the trailer. Okay. And their porch wasn't broken down. It was like, oh, that's a decent porch. Why? That's surprising because you think the family people are more responsible. And No. And then you made that right. And it was every stereotype. It was every stereotype you could think of in a trailer park. Every, I mean, whatever you thought. We had somebody like that. Drugs? Without question. Was this was meth around or was crack time? I don't know. I was so young. No, definitely wasn't crack. Um, I don't know. I was so young. I don't. I didn't know. I didn't know. I know. A couple of funny stories. People cross street from me. I went in their trailer and they had a one one bathroom and there was a catfish in the bathtub living. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, oh shit, they got a, they got a, they got a fish. The bathtub they clearly got out of the lake. And and then when you get older, you're like, how are they taking baths? And there was like eight kids in that trailer. And they, they was like, we got coffee in the bathtub. Did they eat it or it was just I don't like, know. They were just living. Just and I don't know how long. It's just we walked in. They was they were so excited to show me the catfish. And I was probably How 11. big? It was pretty big. It was catfish pretty big. are big. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, they are. Yeah, it was pretty big. Just uh, living. Did you, what, there was no follow-up on what happened in the catfish? Nope. I just went in there one day and saw it because somebody told me to go look. And how many kids? There had to be about eight in that trailer. White family? Like, everybody was white. Great. Everybody was white in the trailer park. I don't know why that. Why I feel calmer. Yeah. That they were white. <laughs> well, it's funny because then we had one, at one point, a guy had his daughter come visit for the summer and she was mixed. And we were in awe. We were like, holy cow. Like, yeah. And, and she was cool. She was out there playing and stuff. But I remember she got in an argument with one of the girls in the trailer park and we thought, oh, the, this white chick better not. You're going to get fucked up. You, <laughs> they never I, did fight, but they just argued like they were. Great. So did, what did you think was going on with your parents at that point? Well, it was I was living with my mom and stepdad at that point. And what, what did you think what your dad was doing? I don't know. He just was working at FedEx. Were you in touch with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd come by. He'd come get about once a month on a Sunday. And then I just remember the time he'd come get me. We'd either go hang gliding. He would go hang gliding. And he would just drive up. Trying to kill you. He'd hang light for the day. And I just remember I'd have to walk up the mountain with him or hill. And then he'd hang light down. And I would just walk back down. And that was my day. <laughs> and then I'd be like. But I was excited because we would go to Burger King. Yeah. And I thought. That's all I look forward to. Like, man, I'm about to get that big ass burger. Because we, we never went out to eat in the trailer park. Yeah. So would you hang glide like, to Burger King? or you would No, no. He just had on top of his Toyota truck. We drive to Burger King. And How thought, long would it take you to walk up that mountain? It's so long ago. I don't know. Would you? What? Would he be talking to you, or you? Would yeah, he'd be, be talking. He does hang gliding buddies with him, and then we he'd take off, and I just walk back down, meet him back down at his truck. That sounds like a joke, a joke childhood. Like my father would go hang gliding every weekend, and I would just have to walk next to him, and then he would go like, "All right, Gary, good to see you," and run off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah, you run off the cliff, fly down. Fly down. And all the trucks were always parked in a field because it was always like a different location. And then I would just sit there in the back of his Toyota truck waiting for him to come down. And I remember thinking, and then his hang, I remember the hang line, but it was always pretty cool though because they, they'd always like throw me a soda or something. And I thought that <laughs> From was the high best. altitude. No, no, no. <laughs> the guys that were down, down at the trucks already waiting. Oh, hey, great. what's up, Gary? The other sons, the other sad sons. Wait no, the one son, the guys that already went down. Yeah, yeah. Or we play racket. That's or he fascinating. Go, or you go to racquetball. He had his racquetball league on Sunday. So have pick- you ever hang glided since? No, no. And interest. I remember I always asking, like, I want to go, I want to do it. You want, you want to do something with your dad? Hang remember, gliding seems dangerous. No, is it? Yeah, safe? I didn't want to do it by myself. I wanted him to take me because I'd see guys tandem diving. Sure, almost like like. When you get into yeah. what is it um, skydiving? Yeah, they can do that too. And he always said, "I'm gonna do it," but he never did. He always be like, "All right, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you with me." But we never did. What do you What do you think of your biological dad right now? Yeah, or just in what What have you thought of him? What do you think of him right now? He's 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 a piece of shit. Is that good? Pretty graphic. Yeah. Um. Pretty clear. And yeah. wh- how come we had a complete falling out right before I left the Navy? So. 
I think because you know, I think as a kid, you never want a different dad. You just want your dad to do better. Yeah. So you give him every every chance, and you and you're still so the he you know he throws you a few crumbs, and you're so happy. Yeah. To be around him, and so I remember. I was having a hard time with my stepdad. So the summer going into my senior year, I remember I asked him, I said, can I move in with you? I just, I can't take this anymore. And he was like, he basically said no. So I just remember it was the loneliest drive back to the trailer because I had built up all Isn't this Isn't every courage. drive back to the trailer lonely? This was worse though. Because I thought when I left that day, I'm not coming back. I thought, oh, shit. I'm not coming so you're like, back. like, fuck you, it's so yeah, long, they trailer. don't even know, I'm out. Fuck you. I'm moving to my dad. <laughs> so... I just remember driving back. I go, fuck, dude. I got to go back to this dude, my stepdad. I can't stand this dude. And I got, I, it just hit me like, oh, he he doesn't really give a shit, my dad. And so. Were, was he ever with your mom? Until I was like two or three there we go. I don't remember. Yeah. But he was in the Navy, so he wasn't home. Ah, okay. Because they had me like, she got pregnant her senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And then they got married because that's what you did back then, I mm-hmm. guess. And then he joined the Navy and he was kind of gone. After that. So I joined the Navy my senior year, and I was leaving. I graduated in June. I was leaving in July. So June, my dad had kept saying, you know, we're, we're going to go to Florida because my his mom and dad, my grandparents moved to Florida. So I was like, all right, all right. And so he, he buys a ticket for me and to go to Florida. And I just remember my stepdad, who was – that's another story in itself. He We were actually getting along halfway decent, and I just remember – they had sold the trailer and they finally got a house. And so the week I was supposed to go to Florida with my dad was the week we had to move out of the trailer into the house. Yeah. So I had to help move. So I just, I kind of just left my dad hanging because I knew if I went to Florida with my dad, the week we're supposed to move into the house, it was going to be hell my last month living with my stepdad. Cause one, he couldn't stand my, my real dad. And then Two, he always took it out on me how anytime he had an issue with my real dad. So I was like, I was like, I just basically didn't didn't answer his phone call. And then he called and like left his voicemail cussing everybody out about went to Florida and stuff. So the week before I left for the Navy, I remember I saw him and then we kind of made up and everything. And then I know it's a long story. This is great. So now I joined the Navy. And I'm not really talking to my dad that much. And then I finally got a hold of him after I came home from boot camp. And I told him the whole story about, dude, it was just going to be rough. And we we made up somewhat. And then uh, after about a year and a half, I was in the Navy. I wanted to get a car. I saved enough money. And I, I came back home to Cincinnati, found an Oldsmobile Cutlass for 2500 I had 2500 and I was like, okay, I can get this car, but you got to get insurance registration. I was short on that. So I, I asked my stepdad and mom, can they help me? And my stepdad said, go ask your real dad. See what he says. So I went to my real dad and I said, hey, I, I need like 500 bucks and I'll pay you back. I just, I got a one-way ticket. I'm driving back to D.C. because that's where I was stationed. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll loan you the money. And I'll just never forget. We, I was at his. I was at his house. He had his new wife. I had. He had just had twins. My sisters. I just remember his wife came and she brought him a tuna fish sandwich, and didn't bring me one. And I remember thinking, yeah, you guys aren't going to ask if I want something to eat. And then I just remember he's eating the sandwich, looking at me, going, yeah, 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 we'll loan you the money. And so I waited a couple of days, and I didn't hear from him. And I got to leave now the next day, and I don't have this car yet. So I saw him at my aunt's house and we were over there and I just remember sitting there for like two hours. Like, do I got to bring this up again? And he never brought it up and I just left. And then um, it ended up the dealer, when I went to go get the car, I had a U.S. Navy Presidential Honor Guard jacket. So in small town Ohio where I'm from, he was like, I said, I told him, I said, I can't get the car. I got 2,500. So he was like, he basically was like, don't worry about it, man. Just take it. Because he knew I was like, he goes, where are you going? I said, I'm going back to my base. So he was like, you're good. You can just send it to me when you send it to me. So he let me get the car. And that was kind of it. And then my, I'll never forget, my dad called me a couple months later. And he was like, hey, um, he's like, I got your uh, it was like Christmas card or something. I got your Christmas card. And I said, yeah. He goes, hey, did you get your mom something for Christmas? 
And I said, yeah. He goes, I would like to get something for Christmas. I said, I would like to got $500 for that car. And then he just started going off. He goes, what? And I just remember the last conversation. He goes, hey, man, well, I'm not going to call you no more then. You, you be a good kid. You be a good kid. And I was like, all right. And we hung up. So that was 93. I didn't see him again until 97. He started, he wrote me a letter. He found out, somehow he found out my address in San Diego. At this point, so I'm saying stay San Diego. And I get this long letter from him. And so I, next time I came home on leave, I stopped by the house and saw him and then uh, kind of made up a little bit at that point. And that's right when I was getting on beat. Every time you talk about him in my head, he when he calls you, he's hang gliding. <laughs> when he's getting room and he writes you a letter, he's on a hang glider. When you go, he's putting hang gliding like equipment on when you came over to his house. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> so we made up. And it was like, uh, it was touch, you know, it's frustrating because I would, I'd now I'd see him with my sisters, and he was, he's like a really good dad to them. And then his new wife, they were just, it was the four of them clearly. And I was kind of cut. She, it was clear she didn't want me around. All of your relationship with him was colored by her. Now, yeah, for sure. When did they get together? Ninety three. They got okay. married. Because it's interesting about their wedding. When they got married in 93, I was in the Navy, and he said, you come to the wedding. And I said, I, I really can't afford it. Like, I couldn't afford to fly home. And he said, well, get the ticket, and I'll pay you back. And I said, okay. And another, I flew home, and he never gave me money for the ticket. I was like this. And I was like, I kept, I was at the wedding, went to the reception, and it was probably 200 bucks, but I, I had no money back. That was like this. He's not, he's not going to bring it up. He never brought that up. So I'm like, oh, my God, this dude. And you me. kept believing him because you want to believe yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and all this seems like mine are like $500, $200. No, but, but at it's this not. Stage, yeah. I didn't have nothing. Yeah. So he got me on the wedding. And then, and then so we got, you know, somewhat cool. I, I definitely knew what I was the, kind of the outsider looking in with his new family. And then, then I'm getting married now, right? And we get to the wedding. My stepdad's flipping out because my real dad's coming. And he sucker punched him at the reception. My stepdad sucker punched my real dad at the reception. Wow. And that is a wedding. That is a, it was that a is, wedding. I, you hate to say that it's a trailer park wedding. Oh, it was 300 people at that wedding. You two, hate to say it, but you got to. Yeah, it was 250 black people, 50 white people, and two uh, white see, guys. I didn't got want it to get racial like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I don't like. See, this makes me uncomfortable. I'm yeah. Not. Well, it's gonna get worse, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> was the the two punchers were white though, right? Yeah, yeah. That was funny because it was all the. And I, I'm glad that it was white because if, if a black person was involved, they would have hit him with a chair. Yeah, I think we've all learned that <laughs> the hard way. No hats got thrown up in there. No, no. But it's been a tough week for chairs yeah. and white people. <laughs> but uh, so they they get in a fight at the uh the wedding reception. That kind of end of the reception. Sure. <laughs> That'll do it. And this this is what's funny. Was there a microphone involved? Like, all right, y'all, we gonna we're gonna shut it down. No, no, no. It's just like everybody just kind of got separated. Yeah. You know, they dragged them out. And then um I just remember uh What was the premise of punching him? My stepdad said my real dad looked at him funny. Fair he enough. Gave him a look. That's fair. That's all I need. That's what I asked. I said, What happened? He goes, He looked at me funny. I go, What? What do you mean he looked at you funny? He goes, I just remember my stepdad. It wasn't a normal face. He looked at me like, I fucked your wife before you. I went around with Gary's growing up, and I'm still at the wedding. Ha, ha, ha. I was like this. That's a hell of a face. Yeah. I've seen a face like Very that. communicative. Yeah. This guy's a master of charades, apparently. This yeah. Guy. He reads shit just off faces. Uh, that's Now, did you think, why did I try to bring this sh shit together? Well, this was all my stepdad's fault. Because my real dad didn't do anything wrong at the wedding, if you okay. think about it. Well, he but fucked then, his mom. He fucked your mom first. He did. And that's really what it was. Yeah. And of I course. think his probably his his dick was bigger than my stepdad's. And that that had a lot to do with it too. Of course. Yeah. Cause my 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 dad would let you know he's he's hanging. Great. He, he I was like, why does he tell me this? I don't know why. Uh um, but he so now the wedding's over, right? So now we're 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 back and we're looking at gifts. I have to rewrite a lot of my memories for a bigger dick. <laughs> I don't know why my dad used the to hang glider. Tell me that. 
they hang like all the scenes. I have to go back. <laughs> just a big dick AI flapping in the wind. Just like puffing up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so now we're we're going through our gifts to to send out thank yous, right? And I'll never forget my So you still the so the reception ends. Yeah. You're married now. Mm -hmm. You're in the Navy. No, no, I'm out of the Navy. Okay, you're this out of the Navy. This is 2003 is this marriage. All right. This is the marriage that just recently ended that yeah. we'll get to? Great. Yeah, it's 2003. All right. Um, and did you regret inviting your— You had to invite your stepdad. He was the one I was worried about because he didn't know I was back in touch with my real dad. Ah, got it. So we had to call him and let him know, like, look, my— my real dad's coming to the wedding, and that whole side's coming. He's called the Owens. Owens coming. It's Owen. He never called him by his name. It's always Owen. Owens coming. Yep. So I said they're all coming, and I've made up. And then he was just like, "Well, I don't, I don't think we're gonna come then." And then they end up coming, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, I remember we, we was going through the gifts to send thank yous out, right? So you, you know you're going through the gift cards and gifts, like thank you for this. I'll never forget my my dad. My stepdom got me a picture frame from Things Remembered. Of his dick? Not his dick. Just a picture frame. Okay. And I just remember I called him. I said, hey, Dad, I don't want to sound ungrateful. I said, I'm your only son. You you, you know you got me a picture frame for my wedding. He goes, but we flew out. And we we got a hotel. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, why don't you, why don't you ask your friends if that was a good gift? And he goes, we got it engraved. <laughs> and I just remember... For like six months, I would walk by a mall and I'd walk by Things Remembered and I would just like that fucking store. Like, it was, oh, it was from Things Remembered. Things Remembered. What do you think he dropped, including the engraving? Fifty-five. Yeah, it was. I think it was like um, thirty-five cents a letter. Great. I'm glad so, that you looked it up. Yeah, it's a real testament to your pettiness. So he, yeah, right. <laughs> I was more like this because I knew. I think it was more of accumulation. Like, what's the most I spent more going to your wedding. wedding gift you've ever bought for anyone? I don't know. Usually we we're, we're nowadays we're pretty generous. We go to the registry and we go higher because we know some people probably can't. Do you attribute it like publicly? You let people see what Gary no. Owen bought. No. So you're doing the right thing. No, we just buy it. You buy it and then you do anonymous. I don't. Yeah, I don't even fill nothing out. I'm just like, great, no, great, just get it. So uh, that was 2003, and then we moved back to Ohio in 2004, and. We got the kids, and that's when I was like, oh, we're just – he's there, but he just kind of fits us in. We're we're like an inconvenience. You know what I mean? Your dad, yeah. Yeah, it's not like um, he's going out of his way to see the grandkids now. Yeah. And I think what bothered me is I knew when my sisters would have kids, they were going to be uber involved. Yeah. And that that is what happened. And I was like, he just – you know, and then the – Basically, the the relationship ended two years ago when I was flying. I flew home to Cincinnati, and I'm still avoiding a process server. The, we're in the heat of the divorce. And I went to a Reds game, and I end up getting a suite. And I called. Well, I, I got a hookup on the suites, too. It wasn't like I paid full price. And so I get a suite. I call, like, a couple buddies up. So I call my uncle up. And he just happened to be downtown. And I go, yo, we're at the Reds game. We got a couple extra seats. And we didn't they gave you 16 seats to a suite. Yeah. We didn't have 16 people. By the way, I don't like a suite at the it's too far away from the action. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Pretty controversial. I don't like to be bothered. I don't like a suite. It's too far away. You end up just watching it on television and then you hear the sound, but it's not in sync with the TV. So it'll be like Oh no, I love it. I love suites. <laughs> And then on the TV, you'll see the bat and the – so I say – Oh, you're talking about baseball. I'm, I'm thinking just about, sports in general. Uh, basketball, I think it's kind of worse. And football is kind of worse. Yeah, well, nothing like being nothing like being on the lower end of basketball. Courtside is yeah. always money in basketball. Mm -hmm. In baseball, I would say I would take those – they got caught – and since they call them diamond seats, right behind home plate. That way you can get a fee. If I'm going to sit in the stands, I want to be in – First couple rows, because then you, you want to be a little scared. That like, part that when you hear the ball, like yeah, yeah, and you're like, okay. So I could I can see that in baseball and in football. No, I think because I you sit low in football, you don't. It's yeah, that, hard to gauge. Yes, agreed. I like to be a little up in football. Yeah, okay. I'll give you football, but yeah, 
I don't. I wanted to just say that I don't love a sweep. I wanted that on the record. Look, I might. Well, neither I, does my dad. Great. Well, so because I would have another was, thing we have in common. <laughs> if you know one thing about me, it's like I don't. It, I don't like doing stuff, but I do like basketball. I do like concerts. I like comedy. So I've had to buy some tickets recently, and uh, doing them on the on the big guys' websites wasn't so fun. Which is why I'm screwing with game time. That's why I'm messing with it. Effing with it. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. This is my earnest sort of paternal voice. Do you like it? Do you like it? There's a theater show called Blippy Live, which, if I'm going to be honest, that's kind of what I think every theater show should be called. When I go to theater, I'm being dragged, and and if somebody said, "Would you go see?" I would go. Uh, I don't know, fucking blippy live, maybe. Is that what it's called? All right, this is a name I've never heard of, but a guy named Enrique. And then here's what I'm going to pause, and I'm going to say, "What do you think Enrique's last name is?" Okay, think of one right now. Did you say Bunbury? Guy's name is Enrique Bunbury, which that sounds like. He's like, see, my mom's Jewish and my dad's maybe from Guadalajara. And then you go with, and then you get Enrique Bunbury. That'd be a fun name to hear at the over the intercom at the airport. Enrique Bunbury, please report to the courtesy phone. That's Enrique Bunbury. I, it would also be fun to pick up the phone and go, this Enrique Bunbury. Look, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You're going to see the view from your seat before you buy it, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets, like obsessed, like they can't sleep these people game time has deals on tickets their marriages are falling apart game time has deals on they can't even connect with their son anymore game time has deals on tickets they're drinking in the car game time has deals on tickets right up to the their wife just filed for divorce game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account use code blocks for 20 dollars off your first purchase some terms apply. They always do. Again, create an account and redeem code BLOCKS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. They're getting back together. Guys, you know, they sent me some Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch. The Doc. Babe, I got a box from the Doc. Here's what I like about it it's good old bar soap. It's kind of used to use, and then I just stopped for some reason, and now it's back. It smells good. My skin is the right amount. It's not. It's neither chalky nor artificially moist. They got good scents, like good. It doesn't feel like you're using your girl's soap. I don't know. That's a weird selling point, but it does. You smell like a man. Remember masculinity? Guys, there's a war against us going on, and we have to fight it with soap. Here's what Dr. Squatch is giving you. High-performance natural products. That's 98% natural. OB Corp certified. Look it up. No harmful ingredients. Have, you're going to be looking, smelling, and feeling your best. Not in that order. This is the perfect holiday gift, stocking stuffer, or treat yourself purchase. You're going to buy three soaps and get three soaps for free. It's $28 in savings, like getting uh, each bar for $4. Offer only valid for new customers only. Free shipping. One of Dr. Squatch's founding missions is to encourage men to pay attention to the ingredients they use on their bodies. Back in the old days, we put anything on there. I used to clean myself with dry leaves. It, for like a year and a half, it was a bad time, and people didn't like me. Right now, Dr. Squatch is offering my listeners a huge savings. All new customers will get three free bar soaps plus free shipping with any purchase of three bars. Just go to drsquatch.com slash Neil to receive this buy three, get three offer. That's D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H dot com slash N-E-A-L to buy three soaps and get three free it's time to get all the daily routine essentials you'll need to start feeling good and smelling like a man today. So I, my uncle, my two uncles are there. I, he, my uncle, Bob was my uncle, Daryl, both my dad's brothers. And they end up showing up at the suite. And I, I didn't even think to call my dad. And I guess he called Daryl. He goes, Ria, he goes, oh, man, we're at a baseball game. Gary got a suite. He goes, really? And hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And he calls me and leaves his voicemail and he's cussing me out, you know, and da, da, da. and I'm going, he never says why he's mad. And I wake up to his voicemail the next morning going, what the hell is he mad about? He sends me a long text of how he shed a tear. What do you have him in your phone as? Dad. Great. So he shed. That, make, that works. He shed a tear. I was wondering. Um, like I heard you. Invite. Craig, what's his real name? Huh? What's his real name? Gary. It's Gary Owen? Yeah. I'm a junior. Great. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> so Even richer. <laughs> so uh, This rich, poisonous stew. <laughs> so he calls me. I still got the voicemail um, in my phone. <laughs> I use it in my act. Do you really? Yeah. That's great. And um, yeah, my manager is not. She stopped doing that. I go, it's so hard, though. Oh, so if it, it crushes, how many laughs does it get? Oh, it's a, the story behind it is so good. Great. And so, cuss me out, leaves his voicemail, leaves his text of how you never include me in anything. Uh, I've come to expect this behavior from you. And, da -da, and I'm going, hold on, hold on, slow down. I go, this is over a, a baseball game now. And let me give you the backstory of why I didn't call him. Two weeks prior, I was home. And he would always want to take me to the airport when I was home. It was like our time to to talk. And I live Again, I've not done several hand gliding jokes. I wanted him to hang glide into the baseball <laughs> game, and now I want him to hang glide you to the airport. It's hard. <laughs> Callbacks are hard for me. So, <laughs> so he'd always be like, I want to pick you up. I want to pick you up. And it was cool because it was our time to talk, right? So two weeks prior to this baseball game, I was home. And I got home on a Monday, and I was leaving on a Friday. I was free Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The only night I was not free was Thursday. So he said, hey, do you want to go see your sister Kayla's soccer game? My sister was 28 years old. She, it was an intramural soccer game. And I go, Dad, I don't think anything could be more boring than going to an intramural soccer game. I said, no, nah, I, don't, I don't really want to do that. And then he goes, he goes, oh, it's going to be boring. He goes, well, maybe we can get something to eat before or after. And I, I had dinner plans that night. Yeah. So I couldn't. And the problem going on with my dad, he never picks up the check either. Ever. I'm shocked. So it's like, no, let me tell you how bad it is, Neil. He said, let's meet for breakfast one day. And I said, all right. So I said, hey, he got there before me. I said, order your food, and I'll just meet you at wherever you're sitting. It's one of them restaurants where you order, you pay at the register, and you sit down, and they give you a number, bring mm -hmm. your food. Boston get, Chicken Market. Basically. Yeah. I get there. The lady goes, I order my food, and there's my dad. And they said, oh, yeah, they, that guy said you're paying for his food. And I went, what? I keep my breakfast like 10 bucks. It wasn't the money. I was like this, what? And he's just waving at me. And I go, oh, my God. He can't pay it all when he's with me has he started saying like well you're rich has he started that thing it's he's he implies it got it he goes i would just like to walk in your shoes for one day stuff like that you know so when i didn't meet him thursday two weeks prior the next i texted him thursday night i said hey you still good to pick me up tomorrow and he goes no i gotta work he's retired when i called i said dad you gotta tell me ahead of time i live too far out to get an uber at 4 30 in the morning i gotta make plans to get to the airport so and if I drive, I might not be coming home for a month or two. Yeah. But my car just in at the airport. So I had to call this car service. And I got a car, but I, the reason I didn't call him two weeks later is I'm, I'm still like, dude, you just left me hanging. I was going to work. Yeah. And his thing was I didn't have time to meet him all week. I said, no, no, I, I could have met you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Just Thursday I couldn't meet you. Yeah. So he was in his feelings about that. And then me coming in town two weeks later. And going to the Reds game and not inviting him really set him off. Speaking of in in his feelings, do you ever empathize with him? Now that you've, you've had kids, you've gotten divorced, do you ever think like, all right, I kind of know sometimes? Because this is not a rare thing where like the first wife and first kid, they treat like garbage. And then the second, yeah. they're like reformed on the second one. Or is it? It was too inconvenient and too shitty too often that the earth is scorched. The childhood I've come to grips with, as I've gotten older with my kids, I, that's what that's what gets me is like, oh, wow, you really repeated the cycle with the grandkids. Now you're really involved. Like same way you was involved with my sisters and not so much me. You're, you've done it to my kids, and they've picked up on it. And so – and that was more the thing, like, it was little things, like, 
I had a, I had my first Showtime special, and I called him and I said, "Dad, I, re- I want you to go." He goes, "A girl's got a soccer game," and I went, "Oh," and then, so it was like a six. They were like in sixth or seventh grade, and I go, he, and he asked his brother Daryl. He said, "I, I think it kind of messed up." He goes, "Gary invited me to go to a special, but the girl's got a soccer game." And Daryl goes, "I would walk to Vegas if my son had a comedy special," and he invited me. Are you crazy? So me trying to get my dad, I flew him out. I put him up at the Mandalay Bay, and like Showtime had given us like five rooms at the Mandalay Bay. So I gave my dad one of the rooms. This goes back to his cheapness. So for three days, he didn't pay for anything. They got a mix-up on the credit card. They charged his credit card $1,100. I had to go back and call my manager and be like, hey, they messed up. They charged his credit card. And I told my dad, I said, they're going to take care of it. might take a couple weeks, but they're going to take care of it. Long story short, they ended up sending him a check for 1000 instead of 1100 And he called me, and I'm not lying. Every phone call for about three months was, hey, that $100, though, that $100. And finally, he goes, can I get your manager's number? I, I got to take care of this. I said, Dad, I'm not giving your manager's number for $100. I said, take the L. You went to Vegas. You paid nothing for three days. It was a $100 vacation. I said, and you saw the special. So he ended up letting it go, but I think it was more coming from his, his wife. Were you excited when he called you to say, I'm going to come? Yeah. Oh, that's when I got his ticket. I bought his ticket. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get your ticket. So you must be like, it's fucking finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I got him. You're right. So yeah. I was like, that goes back to just, he got entitled. Like, he just wanted yeah. everything. How about meal vouchers? Did you give him any meal vouchers? He got all of it. Fuck. He didn't pay for nothing. He meal didn't pay vouchers. for a drink. In that, in that employee cafeteria? Mm. <sighs> so mm. he, mm. so now the Reds game happens. And we're, we're on the phone. I called him. And I said, hey, Dad, I got your voicemail. I got your text. And he goes, yeah, I meant every word of it. And I went, hmm. So we're sitting here going, I said, I can't believe you're mad over a baseball game. And then we're going back and forth over it. And then I said, Dad, you just took family pictures and he didn't invite me. So he got, I'm on Facebook, and I see this whole family photo shoot. Him, my two sisters, their husbands, now all their kids. And nobody called. And somebody made a comment, like, where's Gary Jr.? He's like, oh, he had to work. And I was like, nobody even called to invite me. Like, and then I, I said, Dad, you took family pictures and didn't invite me. And he goes, okay, here we go with this shit. I knew this was coming. And that's the first time I ever snapped on my dad. I said, fuck you. Fuck your bitch-ass wife. Fuck your fucking family, dude. And hung with up on With a black him. scent. No oh, I, I said, homie. I said, homie. I said, fuck you, fuck your bitch ass wife, fuck a fucking family, homie, and hung up. And then uh you, did he want to call him partner? Yeah. <laughs> bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> that would partner would it partner's like a level. Hey, let me tell you something, partner. Ass. Yeah, uh, partner. <laughs> Oof. Fuck. Let me stop you right there, partner. <laughs> and by the way, the Reds won, bitch. They yeah. won that day. So when I hung up on him, I ain't lying. It was 30 seconds later, his his wife was texting me. I go, was she on the phone with him? And my aunt said, I bet you she was, he was on speakerphone and she was listening to the whole conversation. She texted me and she was like, hey, this is his bitch-ass wife. Mm. She was like, uh, those, those family uh, photos, that was, a, that was a gift from my daughters and me from Mother's Day. Not that it's any of your business. And then she says, by the way, you still owe us $80 for this FedEx package. Because he would let me use his FedEx number sometimes. I go, damn. In the mix of all of it, she's still asking me for $80 for a FedEx package. And I, I mean, you owe him one hundred eighty dollars, but my yeah. calculation <laughs> and Venmo. You know, he's his Venmo is Gary Owens <laughs> at Gary Owens. I mean, if if I have to do a, a GoFundMe to get this guy's money, yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> Gary Owens Senior. He's he's light one hundred eighty. It's his Venmo is at Potna. <laughs> P O T N A. Okay, so you just so and that's two thousand seven. No, no, this is two thousand twenty-one. Oh, this geez. is years ago. Do you see parts of your parts of him in you? Yeah. And it, do it you, what do you think of it? It bothers me. You're like, it fucking. We got similar mannerisms. It's just like it bothers me. By the way, this is like every family. What yeah. you're describing is every family. Yeah. So like, as much as you're maybe like embarrassed or whatever. This is my family. It's every family I know about. 
It's always weird amounts of money from weird lengths of time ago. Yeah. And why I didn't give you them. Just it. Yeah. After I cussed them out, um, this is where I think he went too far. So he went to Facebook with it. He went to social media. Mm. This is before your ex-wife went to Facebook with it? This is 2021. You were getting a lot of... This was during. This is in the middle of it. You were catching a lot of heavy incoming. I started seeing another girl. So we went to Sedona and went to Grand Canyon one day. And I, like everybody, you take pictures of Grand Canyon, right? So I sent... You do do, uh, do, um, the, the one panorama? All of it. Great. Full package. Yeah. You know, I was I was avoiding a process server. I'm still avoiding a process server at this time. So there was like probably less than 10 people that knew where I was at How all How many times. phones you got right now at that point? Just one. Okay. So I, I would have added that. one. Huh? I would have added one. Just I don't even know why. No. It no. just seems like you got a lot going on. No, I had changed my number and my, car- my carrier when I got divorced. Okay. I switched everything up. So he was one of the few people who had my new number. And I had sent him pictures of the Grand Canyon like I'm at the Grand Canyon and I sent him a picture of the girl I was with um we just took a picture of Grand Canyon right so he he took that picture specifically you sent it to him this was like in June this is when we were cool okay I thought we were cool I was keeping him updated with where I was and how the divorce was going and that picture of me and the girl one he sent it to my ex-wife and two he posted it on Facebook and put the middle finger emoji in front of it and then he started posting pictures of my ex-wife like I got your back to this divorce. You've always been like a daughter to me. And I'm going, like, you don't like black people. So where's Again, all this? Again, another thing we have in common. Where's all this Where's all this pro-blackness coming from all of a sudden? I was like, uh. So to me, I was like, oh, And you, you still, really? and then the baseball game? This was right, this was the next day. This was after I cussed him out. Oh. I cussed him out and he did all this. Was, when I hung up on him, the, I'm talking about the next 24 hours was 10 minutes later, his ex called. Yeah. Or, or ex texted me. The next day, I see the Facebook. He'd taken an old photo of you from, from, the, from Grand the Grand Canyon. Canyon. Got, okay. And posted a I thought it little was finger concurrent. emoji yeah. on it. And then posted, started posting pictures of my ex and everything on there. I got your back to this divorce. Then we go to mediation. I find out he's been telling my ex just a bunch of shit about me. And I'm going, you got to be kidding me. This guy. Yeah. All right, that's not like most family. I mean, that's that's like very dramatic. My thing with him is like he was just telling her lies, and I go, "Why are you trying to make this harder than what it is? Because you're not really you're not hurting me. You're hurting her, and you're hurting the grandkids. Yeah, you're not necessarily hurting me because we're in mediation. And first thing out of my ex's mouth is like, "Where's the two hundred ninety-two thousand dollars you went to Reno?" And I go, "Huh?" So I was like, "I never been to Reno," and I, I I'm sitting there going. What is she talking about? And I said, oh, my God. My neighbor, old neighbor in California, they moved to Reno. His wife hit for $292,000 on a slot machine. He sent me the picture. I sent that, and this is like in May, before all this shit hit the fan, May of 2021. I sent that picture to my dad, and I said, I just hit. Don't tell Kenya. She might want half, LOL. Then I called him and said, Dad, I'm kidding. That was my neighbor. I didn't, I didn't win that. He showed that screenshot to my ex acting like I really want it, knowing that I already called him and said it was a joke. So I looked at my ex and I go, you, you've been through all my bank accounts. There's not one flight to Reno. There's not one hotel stay in Reno. I go, so I came in on a horse and spent no money. So I think she goes, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. She knew, but I think. Why were you avoiding the process server? I'm just out of curiosity. Um, we lived in Ohio. And we had built a house in California. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of splitting our time between Ohio and California. But I said, before we built the house in California, I went to my accountant. Everybody was like, I still want to be an Ohio State resident. I want to pay taxes in Ohio. I don't want California taxes. And they told me, they said, well, you're, you're in a good position because you're a comedian. You travel so much. As long as you spend more time in Ohio than California, uh, they go, you can be in Ohio. You can have eight houses. I said, yeah. Okay. So I filed for divorce in Ohio. Legally, that's where we lived. She went and filed in California. And I was like, oh, so my lawyer had to break it down. They said, don't get served because this divorce could go down in California. And if you get served, you're going to have to go to court and you're going to have to fight it out over jurisdiction. 
if she gets served, it's just going to be in Ohio. And so I was avoiding it for that reason to get the divorce in Ohio and not California. Did you end up being, it ended up being in Ohio? Yeah. She, did, couldn't you just say to her like, hey, can we do this in Ohio? Or was so broken She was at that so point? mad yeah. when I, I tried to do the right thing, I thought. So once I filed, I filed in a small town in Ohio, Butler County, Ohio, and they were just taking so long with the paperwork to get the, to say, hey, small you town. want to divorce. Small town. You got two judges. They're used to like waitresses and plumbers. Yep. Here I come in and they're like, you're on our time now. So I just remember when I left home, it was such a weird feeling. Like I remember pulling out, it's like four in the morning and I looked back and I was like, my life is really about to change because I knew I wasn't coming home. I knew I was getting a divorce. And I remember just that night seeing my son and, and her and I was like, dang, you feel kind of dirty. So you, you know knew you had filed. You'd obviously fought for years or yeah, you well, weren't I, getting along. I left four times during the marriage. Like people just didn't know. Right. And we always, you always try to give it the old college, try and get back together. Yeah. But this last time I knew I was done and you, so you feel bad. You don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. Did your kids always know? No, they knew nothing. Okay. Oh, well, the first time I ever left her, they were, I left with them, but they were so young. They were in diapers. They didn't know. I took them with me. I, I drove from LA to Dallas. Oh, that's a heck of a drive. Three kids kid. in diapers. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Do it. Bucket, that was, that's bucket list shit right that was, there. That was a hell of a trip. I yeah. Like, I'm the only guy that leaves and takes the kids. <laughs> hey, if I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list them all and how much you're paying? I bet you wouldn't. It's a tough question, isn't it? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said, yes, uh, but let me tell you, I would have been lying. You know I lie sometimes. I can't believe how many subscriptions I had and all the money I was wasting. I wanted to punch myself in the face more than normal. So I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on. It was eye-opening and I had them cancel the ones I didn't want anymore. It's a very simple system. I didn't know I was subscribing to a dog walking service that I thought I had canceled years ago. You know how I am with Keith. We mentioned Keith. Tried to cancel it, and then I, the guy called, and then they did whatever. It's the thing that happens to us all happened to me, and then I got discouraged, et cetera, et cetera. Rocket Money, on the other hand, was able to take care of it for me super easily. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service or any of that, so write emails. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Feels pretty sweet. I'm not them and I'm proud of that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash N-E-A-L. That's rocketmoney dot com slash n-e-a-l ragamoney.com slash n-e-a-l so yeah i felt bad and then i kept having to stall because i would come and learn like yo i thought i was gonna leave for a week and during that week the paperwork would come in and then they'd give her the papers and i wasn't home and then I, we could talk about it and then it just it went on for like five six weeks and i kept coming for reasons why i wasn't coming home so i had a i wasn't lying but I wasn't telling the whole truth. Like I would, you know, the good thing was it was COVID and the clubs were half full. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like, I can do Monday. So they'd be like, all right. Cause you're only, you're only on the hook for like 150, 200 seats. Yeah. And then I'd be like, I can do Monday. And then I was like, I'd call home and I'd go, they add it Monday. So I'm just going straight to the next city. And then I was doing my podcast in LA. So I'd be like, I had to fly LA to do my podcast. We're up in Northern California. So I literally came up with all these reasons why I wasn't coming home for a month. And I ran out of reasons. So I just called her. I never forget I was in Jacksonville and I called her. I said, Hey, I don't like being married to you. Goodbye. It's over. I'm not coming home because I don't like being married to you. Bye, bye, bye. That's really what I said. I said, Hey, I'm not, I'm not coming home tomorrow. I said, I'm just not happy. I don't want to get into all the reasons. I don't even have a podcast. Yeah. There's no clubs on Mondays. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't yeah. like being around you. Right. That's really, I mean, that's kind of what it was. 
But and then she goes, okay. And she keep in mind the paperwork still hasn't come in. So now I'm telling her I just need time. And then finally the week, the next week, my lawyer calls. Yeah, it's come in. We're about to get hurt. We're about to bring the papers to the house. And I went, oh, and I was calling manager stuff. And I felt bad. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to tell her. I just want a divorce and you're, you know, you're about to get served some papers. I didn't want her to be blindsided. That was a bad move. She just got her blindsided because it would have been over with. When I called her and said I want a divorce. By blindsided, you mean pretend to be. Pre- on the pretend door. Pretend to. Giving her papers. To adopt her, sell the story to Hollywood. And then get the money. Is that what you mean? The yeah. blind side, the Michael O'Hare. Oh, that's right, right. Seen the, Adopt black kids. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a joke that I'll probably cut out because it's too constructed. <laughs> it's okay, guys. I We do. We're doing good. Yeah. And so she didn't like being served. Her thing was you went behind my back again because the, when I had left her like four years prior, she had said, if you ever feel this way again, just tell me. And of course you're going to say, yeah, 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 I'll tell you. If I'm going to yeah. leave you again, I'll tell you. And she, that was her big thing was like, you, we talked about this and da, da, da. And I was like, I said, Kenya, I just don't, I just don't want to be married. And then she, I, I literally could hear the, they were knocking on the door and she wasn't answering. I was like, the doors, somebody's knocking on the door. Could be some great, could yeah. be flowers. And she just never answered. And then she avoided the process server. And then she came down to LA and filed a couple of days later. And I didn't know this. And that's when it hit TMZ and everything. Cause got it. I, was, I still, to this day, I don't know that play. Why would you go to L.A.? We lived in Contra Costa County, California. Yeah. I don't, to this day, I can't get it out of her. Like, why'd you go to L.A.? I don't understand. I understand if you filed in California. But well, it seemed LA. like it was a PR thing. It seemed like. That's what it seems. She says yeah. no, but I, it doesn't make sense to come to L.A. And then so the next four or five months was us avoiding the process server, me and her. I was sticking Each. To Yeah, she was trying to avoid it, and I was trying to avoid it. She was avoiding Ohio. You were avoiding it in California. Yep. And who got popped? We got her at a Panera Bread in Antioch, California. Mm. Did it feel like when they got Saddam Hussein? Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> but it's still that that whole— Where'd you get her? A Panera? A Panera Bread. Wow. That seems— I feel like you should bonus out the get the server somehow. Yeah. Get him a gift card for Panera, hundred bucks, <laughs> and then it's finally okay. Kind of, it's done. Yeah, the divorce is final. We settled out of court. We went to mediation. Um, the kids still aren't talking to me right now. Mm. That's that's the tough part. And so call your dad about it. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him about that. He's got a lot of experience with it. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the hardest part when you say you, you don't want to become your dad. Is like, I I like I don't. It's almost like I don't want to move on without them because I'm like, I don't want to, I feel like I'm. Without the kids? With Even my kids. I don't want to. Yeah, especially you don't want to. I think the difference is I'm trying to keep them involved and they're choosing not to. And my dad didn't try to keep me involved. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough though because it's like, dang, man, because it's been, I haven't seen them in two and a half years now. It must be crushing. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, you know. It's like my daughter just recently gave me a new cell, so at least we're somewhat texting. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's baby steps, I guess. That's one of them. That's how one. many kids? Well, there's three. There's two that are biologically mine, and then uh, uh, older son that I raised with her. Her Great. son. So you're who are you in touch with? My daughter. We it's very superficial text from her. I'll I'll try to reach out, reach out, and a lot of emojis, shit like that. No emojis. It's more like so. Just hit like last week. I paid her tuition, and I, you know, I gotta thank you. So, All right. you know, my son is he's just uh, I I don't know. He's just the oldest son. No, the oldest son is not really a lot of contact. That, yeah, that's, that's not gonna happen. I don't think. But the uh, my son, he's he's still at the house, and it's just more like uh, it's hard. I, I'll try to text him, and he'll text me everything I'm doing wrong. And I don't even engage anymore. I just be like, um, sorry you feel that way. Love you. It's really short. Like, I'm not about to go back and forth with him anymore. He's like, sorry you feel that way. Love you. He'll hit me up sometimes on a random. And I feel like he's trying to reach out, but he doesn't know how. So I'll just hit with, I always just hit him back with a love you. Sorry you feel that way. Love you. It's real short. Are you just kind of like hopeful, hopeful it'll change? 
it's weird. Like everyone I talked to went through a messy divorce and a messy public mm-hmm. divorce. It's gone like everyone told me it was going to go. And there was one guy who told me, and I'm not going to say who, but he said he didn't, nobody knew this. He didn't talk to his kids for four years. And I didn't know that. And then he said, uh, and he said his kids was really mad because he cheated on their mom. Mm-hmm. And they was like, they couldn't get over it. But now that his sons are older and they're public they figures, cheat. they're like, the one he, the one kid called him and said, hey, dad, sorry, I, I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> <laughs> so now that he has some life experience, it was like, oh. Okay, so you're, you're just kind of like, I just got to get through it. Yeah, you're just kind of day to day. You're trying to get through it. Okay, well, the thing that I I talking to you, you're not very bitter. You're like not. You're just. You seem like pretty. Uh, like all the stuff. The the way you grew up. You were in the navy for how long? Six years. So like, it's a bunch of sucky things, mm-hmm. right? Like trailer park, navy, uh, and then. But you seem like you seem to have like a good spirit. Yeah, I, I mean. I don't. Try, I think I don't try to overthink things, and I do have anxiety. Oh, tell to do tell when like anxiety attacks or just generalized. I've had a couple anxiety attacks. I had one in Vegas where I was just I was stuck. It was it's weird when it when it hits you. I was stuck and I went in a, a bath. There's one of them. It was like at uh, what do you call it? Um, what's what's the one? The pool everybody goes to in Vegas, the day party. I think it's called Petri Dish. No. Petri Dish Sundays. <laughs> No, a Dre's, Dre's Petri dish. It's not Dre's. It was the other one. Uh, I can't remember the name. Anyways, I just remember I locked myself in the bathroom for like an hour. And I was just like, I couldn't move. I just, I was just stuck. And I was like. Heart rate up. I don't know what it was. It was just like everything just got overwhelming. And it should have been a good time because I was, I was there doing a movie. Yeah. And a, and a funny movie. And I don't know what happened. I was just like, whoa. And my buddy saw it. And my buddy was like, he goes, you all right? I said. I said, I don't, I don't really know. He said, let's go take a walk. I just remember we, we took a walk, and I was like, dude, that was weird. I don't even really know what happened. And I just snapped out of it. Sitting in a in a in a in, in a, a thing. corner, like a, in the bathroom in the corner. I just sitting there, like I said, I gotta sit down, but I didn't want to be around anybody. Yeah, it's packed. So I remember just sitting there, just rocking. Like, are people seeing you? No, 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 no. Okay. It was one of them. It was one private. It's private. A stall. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Not a stall. Like you had the whole bathroom yourself. Oh, it wasn't a stall. It was like. You had the sink. Cool. This is a one-off. Great. Yeah. And that's the only, like, specific anxiety attack you've gotten. Yeah. And do you know what led up to it? Or it was just like... I don't know. I really don't. Looking back on it, like, that was August. That was probably August, September of 2021. So it was right after everything kind of hit the fan. She had gotten served. Oh, it's a lot. It's just an overload. Was, yeah, of, I think it was a lot. lot and I remember feelings. I went to court the week before, and we were going over jurisdiction. And it, and it was like, actually, it should have been a good time in my life because my lawyer had called and said, yeah, the divorce is going to go down in Ohio. And I got the I got that movie. And I was just like, all right, this is, I should be in a good frame of mind. I don't know what happened. It was weird. You just had a lot of feelings. That's the thing. People are like, what's going on? It's like you just too many things were happening. Yeah. So no. you just got overloaded. Yeah, probably. You don't, but you don't seem like, uh, do you feel like you've, are you mostly doing the right things in life? Like, do you feel like you stand by your actions in most scenarios? Like, are, and are, are you successful? Like, do you feel successful overall, not just career wise, but like your entire portfolio of life? I think so. I think I, I, I think I beat the odds. Yeah. Yeah. When I look back and I see people saying you become a, you repeat the cycle, so to speak. So I had, I, I got two cycles I'm not trying to repeat. I'm not trying to repeat what my dad did. And then I'm also not trying to repeat where I'm growing up, stuck in a small town in a trailer park. And so it's like, growing up, I remember thinking, will my stepdad be going off on me? I would just remember thinking, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong, bro. In my brain, I was like, I'm going to prove him wrong. He and, didn't like you? No, no. And, but, For just basic reasons? Yeah, he, he was dealing with a lot. He, he definitely has some PTSD he never got dealt with. He was in the military or something? No, he just, because his thing was, you don't know what hard is. And I said, I have no doubt your childhood was harder than mine, but you didn't deal with it. Yeah. You know, so 
I remember every time he'd be like going in on me, I'd be like, oh, okay. It was like a mental note. Like, I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. And he's really the reason I've never, never broke the law. I never did any drugs because I never wanted to have to go back to him for help or go back to him to be like, or for him to say, I knew it. What was his angle on you? I can't, I don't know. He's just a, he's one of the worst human beings I've ever met in my life. And I think that's why I gave my dad so many chances because he, he was nice when you were around him. So it was like when I would, I look forward to seeing him on Sundays, you know, because he your was dad. nice. Your dad? Yeah. Your biological He wasn't guy. yelling at me. I wasn't getting hit. I wasn't getting put down. So it was, it was nice. And he asked, he did ask like, how's it going? No, I never got asked that, you know? So my stepdad was more of a, man, you just couldn't do anything. I just couldn't do anything right. It was constant. Did they have kids? They had three together. My one brother died of a heroin overdose. My other brother, about a year and a half ago, they found him in a, in a grocery store parking lot. And it was winter. And I don't know I don't know if he took drugs. I don't know if he was sick. But they, they found him. He was gone. He was in a coma for a couple months. And he made it out. They wanted to take him off life support. And my mom said no. So he did end up coming out but they i i don't don't talk to that side either but he's a a lesser version of himself Mm. now he can't hold i would have from what i've heard he can't hold a conversation Mm -hmm. he just kind of sits there and he'll answer you but he doesn't remember much he doesn't remember that our our brother dallas died he doesn't remember he used to deal drugs he doesn't remember he's been in jail he doesn't remember any of that so those are that's my stepdad's two kids and then i got a sister Ashley, she's, I think she's living in Columbus. I'm not sure where she's at anymore. But yeah, you don't seem like you got a light spirit still. Yeah. Well, stand up, man. I think stand up helps. Didn't help me. Well, helps didn't me help me with my spirit. No, I I know what you mean. I it is, but you're the like you're. I do kind of like more fucking heady, thinky stand up. So it's like your stand up is more fun than mine. Yeah. So, but I think it's directly because of what you're like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, when we stop doing, it's like, even if we had a conversation, it's, we just have different energies, but I'm saying yours is lighter. Yeah. And that's, and whereas you didn't, it seems like you didn't get weighed down by any of the adversity. I always had a release, like to go to school. It's weird. Like I hated missing school because that was, that's where I could, my personality could come out. Yeah. Couldn't come out at home. So I just remember I used to love going to school because that was like I was performing. I was having fun. And yeah. People was laughing. I don't know where it comes from, but I don't know. I just don't I, don't, I don't think I try to overthink yeah. the future too much. It's more like, let me just get through today. Like even like I got alimony payments and people are like, damn, I just, I go every month I pay it. I go, okay, I'm good for this month. Yeah. I'm good. You know what I mean? I got eight more years of it, but I'm good. We got this month done. Yeah, you know? that's and that's a good way. And you just automatically were like that, or was it like military taught you shit, or like where did what what things improved your overall uh, mood or like state of mind? Uh, military helped tremendously. Um, because I remember like we get to boot camp, and I'll never forget we got. I flew from Cincinnati to Orlando, and we got off the bus that morning. And I remember I was so relieved because I was like, I am on my own. And I don't need anybody for any. I don't need my stepdad. I don't need my mom. I don't need anybody. I go, now I'm in control of my life. And it was, I remember most guys were going through boot camp. Like it was so hard. And I remember thinking it was so easy and almost fun. I was yeah. like, I was just like, oh, this is because everybody was getting yelled at. That's funny. Everybody wasn't, you wasn't by yourself. Yeah. And, when somebody did get yelled at, you rallied around that person as your whoever in your company. You try to help them, yeah. whether they made their bed wrong, whether they couldn't pass the PT test, couldn't swim, things like that. You just try to help them. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is very, I, you know, the military helped a lot. Well, that's interesting when you come from a shitty environment. Like, oh, this is great. This is like a. This is like a, this is an improvement. Yeah. So, and you got to be funny. Well, I remember I said, I got it. I, I knew I wanted to be a stand-up. I just didn't know how. But I remember I had something when the first morning I was the first guy to get yelled at right off the bat because I yawned. 
Mm-hmm. So the, the, they wake up like 3.30 in the morning, and I didn't realize I yawned. And he was, you know, I'm boring, I'm boring you. Da-da-da. And then now I'm sitting right next to my company commander for breakfast, and we're in that chow line. And I remember he was like, he goes, and the cook was like, what do you want? And the, my company commander was like, I want eggs. He goes, how you want your eggs? He goes, over easy. He was like, how easy? He, goes, he was like, easy as Owens' girlfriend. And then the guy goes, how easy is Owens' girlfriend? And he looked at me and I said, easy like Sunday morning, sir. <laughs> and the cook was black. He was like, ow. <laughs> and my company commander kind of chuckled. They're like, note to self, black people like my comedy. Yeah, right? And I remember thinking, I think when it came out, I was like, oh, I'm about to get fucked up. Or that nothing happened. They just kind of chuckled about it. And I was like, I was like, oh, I got something here. And almost like it was my first realization that I could kind of disarm people. Yeah. So I was like, oh. And I swear to God, that cook, I saw him for the next two months in boot camp. And he always like gave me like a half grin. Yeah. And he was just like, almost like a head nod. Like yeah. he came through. He never forgot that. And they're all, everyone's yelling in the military. Even the, like, what kind of eggs do you want? Everything's yelling? Not all the time. In the beginning, yeah. I think in the beginning, it's you're trying to shock the system. Like, we got to yell. But then you settle in. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, you settle in. Because you realize when you're in the military, after about a month, you know, every week you're getting new companies coming in. And you could tell when they come in. And then you could tell, like, oh, they're, they're, they're pissing their pants right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. And at this point, you're in a routine. You know breakfast. You know what you're about to do next. You're going to the field house to exercise. You're just, like, yeah. going through your day. When you can see, you always see the first couple, when they first come through, like, oh, they think their life's about to be over at this point. Yeah. So military helped. Anything else? Do you ever go to therapy? You ever do medicate anything? Um, never medicated. Uh, no, I think just talking it over with people, not not necessarily therapists. Yeah. But like close friends, manager, things like that. You know yeah. what I mean? So you, I had people I could like, I could really talk and was honest with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, you, you, that's not right. You're not right doing that. Cause I'm not, I don't say I'm not right in everything. Well, yeah. Um, it was great talking to you, man. I was, yeah. this is very interesting to me. Yeah. And same here. I hope everything works out all the time. I hope you never stop missing those alimony payments. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. I bet. And then there's that thing where you get to have a party on the last month. When oh, is you, that what happens? Well, you, the, the last payment, like basically, people will take the the month they don't have to pay. They'll go to a bar and bring the money. Oh, I probably won't do that. I'm probably going to Greece. That's how much the alimony is. <laughs> I'm like Neil. A bar? <laughs> nah, I'm taking a trip. Greece. <laughs>